1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking about professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on this program. Whether you're listening on TuneIn, iHeart, American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090 podcast or replay on SiriusXM, or maybe you're video streaming on on Twitch and, and YouTube, maybe. However you're joining me, I'd just like to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. It's Tuesday on the program, and you know what that means. Actually, you know what it means because I opened the show and not Brian. The boss man, Brian Alvarez, still under the weather, unfortunately, today. He's going to try to pull himself together enough to do a show with the Lance coming up here at, I believe, 5 p.m. Eastern time for all of the top tier subscribers over at YouTube and on Twitch. But I'm not sure if, even if that is going to happen, but... Stay tuned. We'll find out if that's the case. He hopefully will be back for Brian and Vinny's show tonight over on the site WrestlingObserver.com and I'll talk a little bit more about how you've become a member of the site uh, as the show goes on here today. But got Monday Night Raw to get into from last night. We have the news of Jay White possibly looking to get out of his contract or possibly being... Uh letting his New Japan contract lapse and not re-signing and possibly coming over here to the States. Uh He and Hikaleo will be facing off in a Loser Leaves Japan match coming up here in February. So, WWE has been interested in Hikaleo in the past. Uh They are definitely interested in Jay White, so... We've got some drama and intrigue around that match now, don't we? We also are going to talk about Mandy Rose's appearance on Tamron Hall, as well as uh, some sad news out of CMLL and out of Mexico with Black Warrior passing away. I'll get into that as well, plus a whole lot of other things, including, yep, an NXT preview. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the
2: show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. And you know, we do this show here for an hour at a time, but if you want us 24 7, you can try to find us on Twitter. I am at Sempervivi. The timeline for this show is at WONF4W, the broadcasters at Sports Byline USA. Poor Brian Alvarez is, is at Brian Alvarez. And if you love pro wrestling, at Mid Atlantic Pod and patreon.com slash Mid Atlantic Podcast. Grit and glory, the history of tag team wrestling and Jim Crockett promotions stretching all the way back to the 40s into the 80s. It's available for folks at the $5 level, along with so much more bunch of wrestling history packed inside of there, so visit at Mid Pod on Twitter or on Facebook. You can find out more about that. I appreciate all of your support. Unfortunately, I'm going to start the show off on a little bit of a, a sad note as news came in overnight that Black Warrior, his real name, Jesus Terrell Lopez, passed away at the age of 54. He was the nephew of Lucha Libre legend, Blue Panther, and uh just... Part of an expansive wrestling family, he debuted in 1984 and worked under several personas before settling on the Black Warrior identity in 1996. He won several championships uh, during his career, uh, a couple of trios titles in a and then CMLL, and then also had two reigns as the NWA World Light Heavyweight Champion and one reign as the NWA World Middleweight Champion. That would be the belt. If you're unfamiliar, the Dragon Lee and Hiroshi Takahashi. Uh, Teton, plenty of wrestlers who have traveled to Mexico have taken that belt with them. And uh, he won four consecutive mask versus mask or mask versus hair matches to begin his career, but then lost his mask on September 29th, 2006 to Mystico. And why that was a key important thing at the time was because it's really hard to try to explain to somebody who was not watching channel 52 and was not watching the programming that CMLL was putting out at that time on how big Mystico was of a star how just an unbelievable star made it in obviously this year for uh, subscribers of the WrestlingObserver.com website made it into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame this year but it was Black Warriors' mask was the first one as Mystico has gone on and collected many a mask. It was the very first one that he would claim. They had a rematch, a mask versus hair match, in 2017 in Arena Nakalpan. And uh, Karistico, obviously being the star that he is, once again got the victory. Lopez had been retired since about 2013, but he would wrestle a lot on independent shows, mostly in conjunction with friends and family and... His son, Black Warrior Jr., some of you may remember this, passed away last year, last March 17th at the age of 24. Uh, he had kind of disappeared for the scene for a while and people were wondering exactly what was going on. And then, uh, he passed away. And then the word came out, uh, from his family that he was paralyzed and, uh, when he was severely injured. Uh, during a training session, and at the time of his injury, uh, the younger Warrior was being looked at by CMLL as possibly one of their big stars moving forward. So, unclear on the nature of Black Warrior's passing, but uh, unfortunately he did pass away uh, at some point yesterday at the age of 54 years old. So, a little bit of a sad note there to to start the show. Um, hard to try to take that in any other direction, so I will use Brian Alvarez. Uh, right now to as the transition and i i hope the big boss man is going to be back tomorrow because what would a wednesday be without the world famous nxt report that sure i've done it before but it's a pale imitation to what brian alvarez can give you and i don't know for sure what's going to happen tonight and please don't report this but if there seems to be less Chucky this year for New Year's Eve, and 100% more Tiffany Stratton. And you know that makes me happy. I like Tiffany Stratton. Uh, I believe she was technically out uh, with a head injury, was uh, what she was initially out for. Now she has been out for quite some time. Uh, Reports have said she has been cleared for quite some time. We are, we are going to see maybe a new look, Tiffany Stratton. I, uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, she has been out for a significant period of time, but she is coming back tonight to host New Year's Evil. There is the NXT championship match between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. They've done a decent job building this. Deal up between Waller and Breaker. It's just you know Waller's a great character and he's very athletic and he can do. There are some things he can do very very well and I think one day up on the or on the WWE roster he's going to do very well. But for right now he should probably remain in NXT. Ron Breaker should probably remain in NXT too, and that's why I believe that he's going to hold on to the title and probably the next time we see braun breaker on a big stage it's going to be at the royal rumble throwing some people out and and maybe having some something take place there that uh will will lead to his next nxt title defense but we'll see what happens there's also the 20 woman nxt women's championship contenders battle royal uh with, with everybody involved there to see who gets the shot against roxanne perez nxt north american championship number one contenders match donovan Dijak. Who I guess is the good cop against mobster Tony D'Angelo. Who, if I recall last week correctly, seemed to be the baby face along with Stax, who all he did was bust in a room and ask a question, did not deserve to be handcuffed to a chair and to be, uh, to be, uh, intimidated and beaten up by Donovan Dijak. So I don't know exactly as far as a character point of view where these guys stand, but one of them will be facing off against Wesley once this match is over. Gauntlet match? Hey, we just had one of those on Raw. Pretty deadly against three other teams. If pretty deadly wins, then the uh, New Day give them their NXT Tag Team Championship rematch. Charlie Dempsey against Hank Walker. At some point, everybody is going to turn on Chase You aren't they? It's just going to be like Andre left and Leah, and that's going to be it. Because, like, Duke's going to turn and Gulak. I mean, if Gulak's going to be there, why would he not be with Charlie Dempsey? They just seem like the perfect combination. And you got Hank hanging out there. So Charlie Dempsey and Hank tonight. And what I'm most looking forward to... Well, other than, than obviously, uh girlfriend coming back the creed brothers and end a share because somebody is getting thrown around and i (laughs) i know brian i believe talked with dave on wrestling observer radio about the jd mcdonough match that uh that julius had and look both creed brothers obviously need to learn how to slow down the term puppy with big paws has been applied to them a lot and for good reason they are like rick and scott steiner out there just throwing people around really not understanding how strong Wrong they actually are uh and the fact that these guys who they're working with are going to cooperate with them and you know you don't have to to throw them so far but it's not easy to throw Indus share around whether uh for real or uh in storyline so it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out i assume Indus share gets the victory and maybe the creeds get broken up a little bit you had ivy nile for weeks and weeks trying to kind of put them to the side and try to calm them down a little bit with them busting in there with Indus Share. But I'll say Indus Share gets the victory, and we probably see that feud continue. And, again, I'm just kind of hoping against hope here that they're going to be a good fit and a good combination together. I I really, really am. And I'm hoping Indus Share, too. I know the Creed brothers are going to be great, and they're going to be around for a long time. But, you know, the Indian market for both promotions, both – AEW and WWE is, of course, very valuable. There are a ton of people there. There are a ton of fans there. There is money to be made there. And, you know, I would love to see. I've been so tired of various stereotypical kind of Indian characters that we, we you know, everybody's always got to have a turban. Everybody's always got to have war pain. Everybody's always got to have something. Why don't you just have two guys who have made it in life who just want to go out there and kick people's asses? Why can't that just be somebody to look up to? Isn't that what, you know, part of wrestling's about anyway? You want to cheer for a winner? You want to cheer for a success? And here are two successful guys that want to now apply that to professional wrestling. And that's the way I think you should go within this year. But we got a lot more to get into, including Mandy Rose on Tamron and moves from in and out of WWE. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live.
0: That's 800-943-2153. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number. 800-634-0482. 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Uh, Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Unfortunately, the big boss man, Brian Alvarez, not with me here today. Unfortunately, under the weather for a second straight day, he's going to try to pull it together to do the Lance Storm show, the uh, figure four daily with him a little bit later on. And uh, definitely going to be back for the Brian and Vinny show, because even if he is just slumped over in a chair and throwing up on himself, people want to see that. Lance doesn't necessarily want to see that, but other people would like to see that, uh, possibly even Vinny. So I have a feeling he's going to be back, no matter what, for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com, and you, you should become a member of, of that site, really. It's like $12.99 a month, you know? You get all of these things, like the Wrestling Observer newsletter, you get all the archives to that newsletter, all of the archives of Figure Four Weekly, the archives of all of these radio shows from over the years, just a, an incredible amount of them. All of the news that you see come out that somebody else reports later on after The Observer comes out. Be the first to read it. And, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got for that. That was my, my hype for the website today. We'll, we'll move on to some other things here because, you know, Vince McMahon, He's back in WWE, and I won't hang on this for a while. I'm just going to note what Dave Scherer of Pro Wrestling Insider reported about Vince's return to the company and how that may result in a lawsuit moving forward uh, from last year against him, and the story reads like this, and this is coming from, from Scherer at PW Insider, quote, a friend of mine who was a party in the WWE shareholder derivative suit that was filed last June by Scott and Scott after the NDA allegations against Vince McMahon surfaced, sent me the following update email that he received today from the lawyers. He did make sure to note that names were redacted, so that, that's that's good. And it goes like this. I hope you had a great holiday season. I am writing with an update on WWE. We have been working with the company for several months and have received several internal documents, which we have been reviewing. We expect to get an additional batch of documents this week. You may have also have seen the news this past week about Vince McMahon forcing his way back onto the board along with a major board shakeup. As a result, we believe that there's enough of a basis to bring a breach of fiduciary lawsuit. We hope to file a complaint against McMahon and possibly other directors slash officers for breaching their duties to WWE and its shareholders. We should have a draft for you to review in the next couple of days. So whether this actually amounts to anything or not, especially in the near future, it's doubtful, but... Here's one of the first shoes that have now dropped since Vince has forced him back into power in a in a negative way here. So there is that. That's the only Vince McMahon news of the day that we have so far. I'm going to be reading this from WrestlingObserver.com, and this was posted up there. The Tuesday appearance on Tamron Hall of the former Mandy Rose, where she opened up about her release uh, from WWE for the first time. Uh, the 32-year-old Rose... Real name Amanda Sakamano was released from WWE on December 14th, less than 24 hours after she lost the NXT Women's Championship to Roxanne Perez. The reason given for Rose's release was adult-themed content that she was posting on her Fantime subscription service. Rose told Hall that she was very hurt and very disappointed by her release. Rose said it's been really crazy the last few months, but she's incredibly grateful and blessed for everything that has happened to her. Lots of new subscribers. That's just my commentary point in there. Get back to the article. Rose says she didn't know the reason that she was dropping the NXT Women's Championship when she had her match against Perez. The match was originally supposed to take place at January's NXT New Year's Evil event, but was moved up to December. Rose said she was shocked about losing the title when she did, but but she also had, quote, some inclination, unquote, about the situation. Rose said she was never told her fan time page, uh, was why she was released. When asked about rumors that she was warned about the content, Rose said that there was one warning and she complied with it. Rose noted that at a couple of points during the interview that, that there's, quote, some confidentiality confidentiality i think that was the word i was looking for there end quote Uh, associated with her release rose expressed gratitude for her time in wwe and for the support she's received from her fans hall asked rose if she would want to return to wwe in the future and she said i would say obviously never say never i'm not moving on and looking back and being like yes that is my past never say never i don't know what the future holds Rose was then asked if she would take down her fan time page as a condition of returning to WWE. And she replied that it would have to be a conversation. She's learned that her name, image and likeness is extremely valuable. And now that she can self monetize, have complete brand control and have a direct relationship with her fans. Rose said learning of that was a moment of empowerment for her. And as we have reported here and has been hyped up in plenty of places earlier on this month. Fantime reported and congratulated Rose on making $1 million during the month of December. Rose told Hall that she could have made that kind of money in WWE long term, but she's made a lot more on Fantime than she could have made in WWE right now. So that was the appearance by Mandy Rose on the Tamron Hall syndicated program. Um, If you were looking for something incendiary, you didn't get it. If you were looking for some something hot and spicy, it doesn't seem like he got that there. She's happy doing what she's doing. WWE sidestepped that situation. They released her. and uh, Initially, they had to weather one huge storm of people ver- being very upset, and I think more often than not, trying to make comparisons that weren't valid, like, you know, well, Vince is doing this, and this happened back in the 90s. Why can't she do this? And it's like, well, because they don't want her to do that. And if she was fine with doing what she was doing and fine with being released, which she certainly seems like she is, hey, more power to everybody involved. And we'll see what happens here, Uh, you know, with a lot of these types of things uh any type of, of service you know when somebody is it, it's it's fine to piggyback off of your successes and off of your name but when you do then have to change your name you have the bright spotlight the wwe being on national tv on the usa network you know some of that provided you know we'll see what exactly happens with her and you know if the convention circuit and the signing circuit and the posing circuit is all good for her but uh Unfortunately, I won't be uh, signing up to her fan time, so there will be no reports that way. Uh Former WWE, I'm sorry, former New Japan wrestler is Mandy Rose uh out of the door at WWE. Carl Fredericks looks like he's going to be in the door at WWE, and this has been talked about for quite some time. Apparently, uh PW Insider and uh, Fightful uh reported today that it has been made official that Carl Fredericks is a part of the Uh, NXT brand. He has been spotted at the Performance Center uh, in the fall, and he was not happy uh, leaving New Japan. He started as a, a young lion in the LA dojo and graduated the system in 2020. In May of 2022, he wrestled for the last time for New Japan. In August, he announced that he was going to be not re-signing with the company, and he had posted a tweet last June where he was really frustrated with not being included in the G1 Climax 32 tournament that took place earlier on in the year and ultimately led to Okada winning and going in to cash that in against Jay White. And I always, even though there were people after Jonah showed up as Bronson Reed, Uh, hanging out with Miz, you know, there were some people that were like, well, that should have been Carl Frederick's spot. But I've never – I've really never understood what his beef was other than that there was somebody in his ear that must have been saying, yeah, you're going to be in it or you're better than this or something. I I don't know. When you look, there were 28 people. There were more people than ever that were involved in the the tournament last year. And they had the four blocks of seven people apiece – the only person that got in from New Japan strong was filthy Tom Lawler, who held the New Japan open weight, you know, the end of JPW strong open weight championship for God knows how long. And the guy he lost it to, Fred Rosser, he was not involved in the tournament. Where exactly were you going to fit? Like, you look at the names that were in there, and it's like, okay, Aaron Hanare? Well, they have plans for Hanari and somebody needed to take you know the two in the block that he was in you replace David Finley and Juice Robinson who have been there a long time do you know you can make cases on well I don't like Yujiro he could have replaced him it didn't make any sense for him to be in the G1 and for that to have annoyed him like that I I don't know you know Alex Coughlin you know looks like uh you know that Not sure what the deal is there. Clark Connors is is kind of being slotted as a junior, you know, but there were a lot of guys, not just him, you know, that didn't get in, including natives like Shota Umino, including guys like Jarrell Nelson or Royce Isaacs or Kevin Knight or the DKC or Kratos or a lot of guys. So they didn't make it in. Now he's on his way to WWE. We'll see how it goes. He's got a good look. He's very confident in himself. He's in shape. He's, you know, I believe over six feet, you know, and over 200 pounds naturally. I think he's, you know, legitimately. So, you know, he's got a good presence. He's got a little bit of size, doesn't have that main roster size. But, hey, Vince isn't back in creative yet, so that shouldn't mean as much. But we'll see how he does in NXT. It'll be interesting to see what his his ring name is going to be. Could it be Fred? Let's see. Carl Fredericks, Fred Carlson. Nah. That was a Vince thing. We can't do that. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live.
1: This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Before I get to the world-famous WWE Monday Night Raw report, Fightful is reporting that Switchblade Jay White is expected to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fightful Select has learned that his contract is up relatively soon, and he's expected to leave those uh, leave New Japan, according to those in the company. And AEW WWE both interested in Jay White for obvious reasons. The thing that is not so obvious, though, is that on February 11th he's facing off against Hikaleo and. The initial knee-jerk reaction to that match being made was, Jay White's out of here. And then people started to remember that they do have an interest in, in Hickaleo, WWE does, and that has now brought up some question over who is actually going to win this match, or will we get a double pin and everybody leaves and goes to WWE? Not sure how that's going to go, but it has been, again, I think I talked about it last week, three or four years now since Jay White has signed that contract uh, that that kept him in New Japan there for a while, but he's kind of done everything there. It's not like he could not be rehabilitated. It's not like he can't be put into something new. He's incredibly talented. He's incredibly charismatic. People, you know, fans, for as much as they revile parts of his character, the fans over there do react to him. They do like him, but this whole Bullet Club thing, the House of Torture split off from it, the feud with okada he does need something different he does need a new coat of paint uh something shaken up uh with him and if it happens in new japan that's great if it happens somewhere else it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting because he doesn't seem like a guy at all that's going to appear first in nxt I could be wrong about that, but he seems like a guy that would have to make his uh, appearance on the WWE roster, either in, on Raw or on SmackDown or in some sort of high profile situation. But it is a, it's an interesting thought, him being over there. It, it, it definitely is. Uh, so we'll have to see. Cause again, WWE and Hikileo, and I talked about it on the uh, Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, all of them. And I know that. Tangelo was already there riding around on a lowrider bicycle. But maybe he can bring that back as Camacho and let Dominic Mysterio ride around with him. I don't know. But Tama another great example of a guy who, even more than Jay White, he's to me, he's kind of done everything there is to do there. His ceiling is not the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He's not going to be a contender there. But I think with his look, with his rap, that you don't get to hear all that much. You know, usually it's heavily cursing, you know, when it's time for press conferences and things like that, when he's usually talking in in New Japan sphere. But, you know, he can actually cut a promo. So, you know, him and that whole clan going over to WWE, it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all, to be honest. It would clear up some spots in New Japan that, you know, for some fresh faces and some fresh stuff going on there. And... Frankly, their appearance in WWE compared to some of the people that are there, it's not going to hurt my feelings too much if they happen to take the place of Hit Row or they happen to take the place of the Viking Raiders or or plenty of other teams that, that happen to be there right now. But it was Monday Night Raw last night from the Legacy Arena at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama, and... I believe most of the crowd was watching the TCU-Georgia game. Now, that's going to be very interesting when it comes to ratings tomorrow because that was a blowout. Now, we know the game, even with being a blowout, is going to do massive, gigantic numbers. It was on ABC. It was on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+, the SEC Network. If there was an ESPN, they were showing some sort of feed of the game that differed from the other one. But, uh yeah. It was 38-7, I believe, at halftime, and that's about when I fell asleep. I think the final was 65-7, to 62-7. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Georgia completely smoked them. So will WWE benefit from that? Will their third quarter benefit and maybe not see the type of drop that we usually see week after week? We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, or at least later on today, usually about uh, the time the show ends, around 4 o'clock, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have those numbers. Not sure if the uh, gauntlet match will, will really help that, but we'll, we'll take it from the top. Kevin Owens defeated Baron Corbin in about eight and a half minutes after a stunner. Before the match, Owens came down to cut a promo on the bloodline, but then JBL came out, and that was just to warm up everybody for baron corbin to come out and eventually he and owens agreed on a match after owens won the usos and solo sokoa came out tried to take him out but with the help of a chair he chased all of them off after a commercial the bloodline was trying to leave adam pierce confronted them pierce told the usos they could get out but a match was made later for solo sokoa and dolph ziggler we then saw a video of the alexa bliss bianca Belair feud And when they throw it back to the announcer's desk, Alexa is standing on top of it. And she calls herself the face of evil and doesn't feel bad about what she's done to Bianca because she finally feels alive again. The moth deal went off as she was talking. So then, of course, she was in a trance. A playground was shown in black and white on the screen as the moth would would cut in and out. And then finally, after some spooky sounds played... All the plumes of smoke started, and we got the weird lighting on the stage, and out came Uncle Howdy. And every once in a while, they would cut to Alexa, and she was standing there. And she wasn't happy. She actually almost seemed to be upset to see Uncle Howdy out there with her with her face all kind of crushed up. And Howdy would just would laugh and kind of rock back. And then they cut to Alexa, where she would look at him very angry. And then they cut back, and there he was. Just laughing, standing at the top of the stage. Then they went to commercial, and that was that. And then we got Bailey and Meechin Mia Yim. Before the match, Bailey grabbed a mic and cut a promo on Becky Lynch. And that was pretty much the story of this match. It, it lasted eight minutes, and it was solid, but unspectacular. It was more of a background, so the announcers could concentrate on the be- Bailey and Becky match that'll be coming up. Bailey won with a backslide and her feet on the ropes. Candice LeRae cut a promo, said Johnny Gargano was resting at home with an AC sprain, said he was bummed he couldn't be in tag team turmoil, and she starts talking about the Royal Rumble when Rhea Ripley walked in with Dominic Mysterio, and they decided to have a match later on. Not Dominic Mysterio and Candice, but Candice and Rhea Ripley. Then... To begin hour two, Austin Theory and Seth Rollins had a face-to-face microphone battle. Rollins came out on crutches, but threw one of them away as he did his little Seth shuffle to the ring. Theory says he knows he hurt Seth last week, but he's the pinnacle of the entire industry. Hmm. Says he'll win the Royal Rumble and then go on to headline WrestleMania. Seth admitted that his knee was banged up, but he would be the one winning the Royal Rumble and headline mania before he asked the fans to sing his song and then... They did, and he kind of skipped off, and as he did, Bobby Lashley came out, passed Seth, got into the ring. Theory tried to get him to to stop, and of course he didn't. He speared Theory, threw him over the top rope, and then said that his suspension is over, which now, of course, means he is going to be the one to win the Royal Rumble. Long story short, it was a 10-minute commercial for the Royal Rumble between those three guys. Rhea Ripley then defeated Candice LeRae in about four minutes with the Riptide. Byron Saxton was backstage. He tried to talk to Bobby Lashley, but MVP interrupted them, said that Bobby should thank him for getting him reinstated on Raw. P asks him to join the Hurt Business again without Omos. He, He has disappeared for the time being. Lashley refuses for now, but the way the thing played itself out, they did leave the door wide open for them to return to this. A Cody Rhodes video package then played uh, about his recovery from the torn pack. They showed highlights from the match against Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. When he says he hit the springboard cutter on Rollins, he almost vomited uh, because of the pain. Says he hasn't watched the match back and doesn't think that he ever will, but he's on the road back. And everything ends right before he starts training again. So it'll be Cody back in the ring next week on Raw. Surely, when they show uh, the next episode in in Roads to to the Royal Rumble, I guess Roads to the Royal Rumble, we'll call it. Then Dolph Ziggler was cutting a promo about his match with Solo, and Mustafa Ali interrupted and said that Adam Pearce had told him that Dolph refused a spot for the two of them in the tag gauntlet so he could face Solo instead. They talk for a little bit. Mustafa's disappointed. And yeah, this is probably going to lead to one more heel turn for Mustafa Ali as he faces off against Dolph Ziggler. We know the match between them will be really good, as was this match between Dolph and Solo that went about 11 minutes. You know, he has got a long ways to go, very early in the game, but he always... Seems to be in the right spot for everything. Always seems to be. Again, he has not brought a uh, one match down yet that he's been on the main roster uh facing off against somebody. Uh, if he's I think he's been really good every every time out. Ziggler went for the the fame master, but Solo caught him, threw him up, hit the spike after the match. The Usos came down, which means they didn't leave the building, and we found that out later on after the gauntlet was over that they have defied Adam Pearce. And I wonder if they're just going to kind of leave that alone, like Vince McMahon would, or they're actually going to play on that and possibly play on that, kicking them out of, of SmackDown on Friday or something. We'll, we'll have to see. Damage control then attacked Mia Yim backstage. Ms. TV with Judgment Day took place. And this was the highlight of the whole show because it was Dominic Mysterio telling his story about being 60 days in. Or 60 minutes in, or whatever it would have been, in, in county jail, in the pen. Uh, Miz asks him, and this is how the third hour ended up kicking off. Miz asks him what what happened in jail, and Dom says that snitches get stitches. But Damien, Damien Priest, and Finn Balor, and and mommy told him it was okay. You know, he he can tell his story, so he talks about all the the hardships and trials that he had to deal with in in prison, and. He ended it by saying, now he he truly knows how Martha Stewart feels. So that was a a good line there. That kind of worked its way right into the gauntlet match. And Damian Priest and Finn Balor were the representatives for the Judgment Day. They beat the OC. They beat Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who did not have MVP with them. And then they faced the Alpha Academy, who were operating as baby faces, which means we got Otis hitting the worm, or I'm sorry, hitting the Caterpillar for the first time in a long time. Then he he caught Finn on a dive when Finn was jumping off the top rope on him, slammed him down, went to the ropes to do the Vader bomb spot. But somehow, and I can't remember how, Balor got a hold of Chad Gable and was holding him on top of him. So when Otis hit the Vader bomb, he landed on both of them. Unfortunately, that means Finn can't go anymore He can't continue. Priest wants to go it alone. But Adam Pearce says they're going to have to forfeit unless they put Dom in the match. Some good comedy there. Nobody wanted Dom in the match. Eventually, they agree, okay, you're in the match. The Street Profits come out. And this part of it I thought was really good too. But then again, after three hours and everything that had taken place, eh, I was kind of just wanting the show to be over, but... Priest ended up breaking up a Ford pin after a 450 splash, which looked like he could be the finish on Dom. And he pulled Montez out of the ring. Priest then charged him, but Ford leapt out of the way, jumped up onto the apron. Priest ran right into the ring steps. And then Dom grabbed Montez Ford, rolled him up with a schoolboy, put his feet on the ropes. Rhea Ripley then held his feet, which were up on the ropes. And Dominic Mysterio got the victory for his team. The Judgment Day, the most dangerous man in WWE, Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) So that was Raw, everybody. We'll get into a little bit more when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live.
0: So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Do you have an invention idea, but don't know what to do next?
3: We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills...
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. You know there were ratings that came out about SmackDown and Battle of the Belts and Rampage, but I'm going to spare you all of those. Unless you really want me to, to read them. Let me check the chat. No? No. No, okay, I'm not going to do that then. But I will mention that uh since there's been some talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling today, the New Beginning in Osaka card has been announced for February 11th, where, of course, Jay White will be facing off against Hikaleo in the Loser Leaves Japan match. That's also where you're going to see the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match between Kazuchika Okada and Shingo Takagi. Also, the Never Openweight Championship match between Tamatanga and El Fantasmo and... I think El Phantasmo's is going to win that title, regardless of what happens with Tamatanga and Tangaloa and Hikaleo and Meng slash Haku and every other member of the family. El Phantasmo, the never openweight championship, I have a feeling this could be a real big year for him. You know, they made sure that he's been slotted as a heavyweight. He is uh, firmly entrenched in those ranks now. So this would be probably the perfect way to do something with el fantasma to start the year a hell of a troll he truly is but he's a pretty damn good wrestler too so uh, also announced january 22nd shingo defends his king of pro wrestling championship against the great okan shoda umino and tetsuya naito have been announced from february 4th as has will osprey and taichi as well as francesco akira and tjp against doki and yoshinobu Kanemaru for the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championship match. And, oh, yeah, they also mentioned coming up this Saturday on Strong. Not only will you see Filthy Tom Lawler team up with Bobby Fish and Danny Limelight against Eddie Kingston, Homicide, and David Finley, we have big men slapping meat, Jeff Cobb and Bad Dude Tito, two former guests of this show, getting it on, on NJPW Strong. So make sure you watch that. And make sure you come back tomorrow tomorrow. Thank you, Producer Dom. Thank you to whoever's producing the video. Thank you for listening and watching. We shall talk to you again after a while.